Hi, welcome to Between Two Slices. My name is Caden Ketcher, a freshman student at the University of Tulsa. Each week I have someone of interest on the university to join me for a slice of pizza and talk about life on campus. Today I have my friend Jonathan Jono Rice. Jono, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right, yes, I am Jonathan Perrin Rice, or Jono for short, if you would like to call me that. Uh, my major is political science here at the University of Tulsa. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas, I've, but I've lived in Fort Worth. So I've lived in the DFW Metroplex for most of my life, but I had a short time in my life where I lived in Tennessee. Very interesting stories from that time, but I think that's for another podcast, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I now reside here in Tulsa, Oklahoma for my schooling, and this is my sophomore year here at TU. And John, what kind of pizza do we have here today? Ooh, it appears that we have a pepperoni pizza from Andalini's, uh, one of my favorite pizza places I've ever been to. So, yeah, I think, I'm, I think I should grab a slice. Yeah, grab a slice. There we go. Now, so you said you, do you like honey? Um, I do. I'm not sure how I like it on pizza, though. You've never tried it on pizza? I don't think I ever have. It's an interesting experience, I will say. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I have to get on to that a little bit. You've yeah. been to Hideaway, correct? Yes, I have once a while back, but yeah. You gotta keep going because that's my favorite pizza place. Okay, that yeah. might be the move. All right. Yeah, uh, they have a pizza called the Pollinator. Oh. And oh. it is um, okay. hmm. it's like pepperonis, salami, mm -hmm. some like special pork, mm. and then uh, banana peppers and honey. Okay. Wow. And it, mm. I I used to work at Hideaway and. I didn't think it would be good, and mm. it's now my favorite pizza of all time. Wow. I might... Okay, I need to head to Hideaway then, definitely. Like, I haven't been like, a few years, for sure. But, um, wow. Yeah, they have some pretty unique um, pizza pies there, I must say, so I'm gonna have to hop on that track. Yeah, um, at Andalini's, they had this really thick crust, mm. like, it was probably two, three inches oh, tall. Wow. Mm. And it was, it's, I think they called it the Soho Pizza. Mm. It was insane. It, wow. Eating like two slices, it put me in a food coma. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, yeah. No, a pizza that thick, of course. Yeah. So, uh, how do, how's the pizza? Give us your initial thoughts. Well, of course, this is like, well, like I said, Annalise is my, one of my favorite places to eat pizza. But, like, this is hitting a little different than usual. And I mean that in a good way. Like, I can't, can't pinpoint why, but so far, so good. I would say it's a good, you know, decent, rise right now, a decent, 8 out of 10, for sure. He's an 8 out of 10, all right. Mm -hmm. Well, so, Jono, mm -hmm. uh, what organizations are you involved in on campus? Mm. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm pretty involved on campus, I would say. Um, I'm part of Greek Life. I'm a member of Lambda Chi Alpha. Um, I'm, of course, I work at TUTV as a news producer. Um, I'm also a part of Tulsa's ABC Association of Black Collegians. And um, those are the groups that I um, am most, you know, involved in. And I guess technically Studio 151 as of right now, you know. You're yeah. an honorary member now. An honorary member. There we go. Yes. Yeah, John has uh, written scripts for me <laughs> as anchor. Yeah. I don't think I'm too good at them, but. <laughs> oh, you, you do pretty well, I must say. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so talk to me about ABC because I haven't heard much about that. Oh, okay. Really yeah. uh, so, you know, the other organizations I listed are more so popular, I'd say, mm -hmm. on this campus. So, you know, I'm really happy someone's asking me about ABC for sure. So, um, our Association of Black Collegians, um, we kind of, we have monthly general meetings, but, um, 
usually our meetings kind of focus on amplifying black voices on campus. Um, I don't really know the statistic off of my head, but TU does not have a lot of black students here. Um, yeah, I want to say it's like, it's less than 20, I mean. Yeah, like definitely less near, than 20. Near like the 10s, maybe. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Like nearing that, for sure. But um, yeah, that's kind of what we do here. Um, and we'll have like meetings saying, hey, what's going on, I guess, in black news um, in today's world or in Tulsa or Oklahoma. We try to keep it local, definitely, just because we have a decent amount of um, members of ABC who are from Tulsa, but we like to, you know, have those national conversations as well, mm -hmm. um, discuss what's happening in our country, um, some um, sometimes injustices or even things like black joy, which is something we've been focusing on a lot more, um, just because, you know, recently we have been focusing a lot on the negative and, mm -hmm. you know, it's always good to see, you know, um, people that look like you that are like doing well in life, they're achieving. And uh, we've been focusing a lot of our conversations on that recently, so I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I find that that's really important. Yeah. I, I, I wish that was more advertised oh, to people because yeah. I didn't, I mean, I've heard of it maybe once or twice, Yeah. but uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. How, how has that helped you on your time here? Like, when did you get involved in that? Yeah, so I actually technically got involved last year uh, during, I guess, the COVID year. I mean, I know we're technically, you know, the pandemic is still happening, but, you know, we're in better times now, it appears. Um, so when I first went, uh, I didn't, I don't think I gained too much, but that's also, I think that's because I didn't put too much forth. Um, like I didn't get much in return because of that. And, uh, I went to a few meetings, you know, the typical zoom meeting where you have your mic off, your camera off, you're just kind of looking at a screen. Yeah. So that's kind of what I started doing. And then once we started opening, um, you know, the meetings to be in person, I feel like I've gained a lot more. I've met a lot more people. Um, networking has been great. Um, matter of fact, my barber, uh, he's a member of ABC and, um, I didn't, didn't realize that when I was getting haircuts from him, but then, you know, I think that's just, um, something that has made our relationship even better. And, um, also, uh, I'm all right at Fisher West and there's uh, one of my residents is a member of ABC and that's just another way how we, um, you know, kind of strengthen our bonds within our community. So that's, that's one thing I definitely have, um, gained from ABC is, you know, a great networking and great relationships. Oh yeah, and uh, you said you're in Greek life, mm -hmm. um, and I hear a lot about the same similar things from those who are in Greek life. Yeah, could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. And I would say, you know, I definitely gain a lot from Greek life as well. Definitely some similarities when it comes to networking. Um, you know, we I do enjoy the philanthropy that both organizations do, but also uh, Lambda Chi Alpha um, has definitely put forth a lot of efforts when it comes to. Um, organizations such as Feeding America, I don't know if you've uh, heard of them, but um, yeah, that's one of our um, philanthropy events that we, um, I mean, philanthropies that we assist in, in funding, um, and I just appreciate that a lot. You know, I like seeing seeing people give back to the community. That's a big thing I like doing and want to continue to do in any way possible, and if, um, you know, if one way of doing that is, you know, by Feeding America, then I am definitely down, so... Yeah, that's that's one thing I like about Lambda for sure. Yeah, are is Feeding America associated with uh, the food bank in Tulsa, or is that a different thing? Um, don't quote me on this, but um, well, I'm not not entirely sure. There definitely are some overlaps when it comes to, like you know what they do. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how much, I guess, communicating goes between the two organizations, but um, you know, definitely they have some similarities for sure. Yeah, and you said you were an RA, mm -hmm. so. Um, yeah. 
what how was that process like is this your first year as an RA yes it is my first year yeah so uh like the process like the application and stuff like yeah that. yeah ah okay that's a really good question definitely no that's a question I've been being um have been asked a lot recently so um I guess in terms of the application they'll ask you a few questions um just to see I guess gauge your interest on the job you know um usually everyone gets an interview but sometimes if there are ways to meet people to apply um you know they will um sorry uh if there are too many people to apply they'll kind of you know look at the answers he was giving like the most thorough answers or the most thoughtful answers and they'll kind of hand out the interviews to those people so you know if you are thinking about applying for RA or anyone who's listening um i definitely recommend you know putting forth your best foot um in terms of like the interview i can't talk too much on it but um you'll be asked like some scenario questions um asked how you're going to make you know residence life at TU better things along the lines of that so uh you know prepare for those questions definitely doesn't hurt to get a recommendation uh from like you, another RA yeah from another RA for sure yeah it's always always looks very good yeah um and you know it's a very very highly sought after job um I don't remember the number of people that applied I think I, I remember someone telling me it was mm. near 200 people uh, that, that seems about right it was a lot of people definitely like, a lot of people very interested in the job and i think they're like um maybe five six new hires or something like that oh. yeah and not not to sound like a bragger or anything like that <laughs> but um it's just you know that's one way i think some of my organizations helped me for sure like when it comes to networking and things along the lines of that how to talk to people how to have an interview um and that helped a lot so yeah i definitely would prepare for like you know those scenarios and definitely put some thoughtful answers on the application for sure. Is that is the job stressful? Like what? Ooh, okay. How much how much oh. time do you think you spend okay. doing RA work? So, week? I would say I'd say about 15 hours a week. Uh, it's definitely, you know, a, definitely a time commitment. Um, I would say a lot of those 15 hours are due to like, you know, duty rounds and duty logs, you know, walking around um, the building when you're on duty and making sure everything's in order making sure no one's passed out, you know, in the <laughs> stairwell or anything like that. So, yeah, that, that takes up a decent amount of time. But also, you know, um, planning RA events, um, that takes off a lot of time as well. Helping residents adjust to campus, having those conversations with residents and um, things in that nature. So it's definitely, it's, it's a full-time job, I must say, definitely. But um, I do enjoy it a lot because I do get to have those conversations with my residents daily. Uh, love all my residents on my floor. Um, none of them are giving me trouble, which is great. Um, also, very sociable crowd, uh, for sure. Um, like, absolutely no problems with them. I guess the only problem is occasionally telling them to quiet down, but it's never like, it's never like you know, anything bad. They're, they're just really talkative, which I love, because I'm a talkative person. And um, they just, they contribute to the quality of my life, definitely. I, I love my residents, yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are RAs and they love the job. Yeah. Um, I live in the John, mm. so it's not as quite mm. as uh, lively as I think <laughs> Fisher is. But uh, it's definitely, it's definitely. I, I'm I'm kind of interested in being an RA. It's um, it it sounds like a lot of fun and. Uh, yeah. But um, so you said you you had to make sure people aren't passed out in the stairwell. Oh. Is that something you see common? Um. That specifically, I wouldn't say so. Um, we definitely, you know, let's see. 
I haven't had a situation like that, I would say. I definitely have some stories, if you, like a story or two. If you want I would to love share. to hear some stories. Oh, yeah, definitely. So maybe not exactly pertaining to people being passed out in the stairwell, but one thing I have had happen in the stairwell is when I first got here, um, it was like August 4th or 5th or something. Oh, school hasn't even started? Yeah, school hasn't started yet. Training hasn't even started yet. Mm-hmm. I got here really early, um, and I remember finished moving in, I was just uh, walking around the building, you know, trying to see where all the nooks and crannies are, seeing where my key card could get me into and stuff like that. <laughs> so um, I was just being nosy, you know. And I was walking around and I was headed back up to my room and I was using the stairwell and I noticed that there's um, this uh, yellow puddle. Oh my. And um, I didn't know what to do at all um, because I was like, like I said, we haven't had training yet. So it's just... <laughs> this is your first day? It's Yeah, it's like my first night here. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. My. So it's like, I'm here. I see the puddle. It's looking back at me pretty much. And I I don't know what to do. And I, in retrospect, I should have just called the SRA, you know, my um, boss, I yeah. guess you could say. Um, but I didn't realize that she was on campus yet because I thought I, you know, I was under the um, impression that I got here before everyone else. You're um, just the only person in the Yeah. House. So, turns out, we had some residents who were still there for the summer. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, people will stay over the summer in some of our dormitories occasionally. And um, that happened. And actually, I looked through the handbook. And for spills that are larger than an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper, we're actually supposed to call Campo. Did you call Campo? Yes, I did. <laughs> and just because I was like, I just didn't want to deal with it. I don't, yeah. Yeah, it's like. That. That's not my job. Uh, and honestly, in retrospect, it probably wasn't bigger than an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper. I think <laughs> I just really didn't want to do that. But I called him over. They got it taken care of. And then it's the morning after. And I walk down. And it kind of smells um, not too good. And I see there's another puddle. And I'm like, oh my God, this is really nasty. <laughs> And I call Campo over again, and they clean it up. Fortunately, that has not happened since. Um, Wait, so this mm, happened two days in a row? Yes, two days in a row, yeah. Are you sure it wasn't the same one? Um. Oh, yeah, d- yeah it was not the same day. Yeah, because um, the first one happened during nighttime. Then I wake up in the morning to go out and get breakfast, and there it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, ew. Ugh. Pretty nasty, I must say. But um, Guys, quit giving Jono a hard time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, it hasn't happened since. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was someone who was staying over during the summer. But um, yeah, that was that was very interesting, and that was like definitely pretty stressful because you know, like I said, no training, didn't know what to do. But um, you know, that passed it fortunately. So. No other issues of being an RA yet. I wouldn't say so. Definitely, honestly, no. Yeah, it's been pretty. Well, I heard you had a run in with a, a snake. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, you. Thanks for reminding me. Um, okay, so. Fisher West is definitely, definitely has a lot of moisture in the air, I would say, in comparison to other dormitories. I think that's a thing that's going on with Fisher West and Fisher South, if I remember correctly. Um, I didn't, I never stayed in Fisher South. I had friends last year who stayed there and I would visit pretty often. Um, But it's just, you know, definitely kind of humid moisture, you know, and I would, I think what happened the first time is that I had um, one of my coworkers, he went into um, one of the RA rooms and he saw a garden snake, and he closed the door, shut it, um, let out a, a yelp. <laughs> I didn't hear the yelp. Apparently, it was very funny. My SRA told me, but um, yeah, he yelled. Sorry, let out a pretty loud yelp. 
um, and texted in the Kabari group chat, hey, just by the way, I dropped off the duty phone and the keys in the RA room. However, um, there is probably a garden snake in there. So I don't, I was not on duty that day, fortunately, when I got that news. So, um, I mean, since then, we haven't seen that snake. However, a few weeks later, there was a snake slithering around in the second floor. Um, wasn't super big. It was just a garden snake, like you like, said. Like earlier. how big? Um, so actually, I had two residents give me two different sizes. So <laughs> one of them was pretty calm and was like, oh, hey, Jono, um, there's a snake. And I was on duty this night, particular night. It's like, hey, Jono, there's a snake. Uh, it's about this big. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess podcast people can't see. It's probably about like a, maybe six inches and then I had another resident call me later. I was like, you know, it kind of in a panic, panic state. And was like, Jono, there's a green snake on the floor. And this panicked me because it's like, they just said snake. The first person said garden snake. The second person said snake. And I kind of think they're like, you know, I thought there was a difference between the two. Yeah. And when you're yeah. in a panic state, I would yeah. say that you would uh, mm-hmm. probably see the snake as a little bit bigger. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. He said the foot, um, the snake was about a foot long, and then I actually tried to find him. And then he, once I found him, he was like, "Yeah, totally a foot long." And I was like, "Okay, fine, fine." So, <laughs> I'm hunting for the snake. I'm looking through the bathroom. Um, I'm looking through the esports lounge. Um, then I slowly start telling people, um, "Hey, you know, I'm trying not to make people panic, you know, but I wanted to calmly tell them, hey, there might be a snake down here, a garden snake, probably.'" But also, I had a resident that couldn't tell if it was a garden snake or not. So, it potentially may not be. Um, However, fast forward a few days later. Well, first of all, I never find the snake. You never found it? No. So, I had to tell everyone on that floor, hey, this snake is probably still slithering around somewhere. Um, Definitely panicked a few people, but most people, um, after I told them it was probably a garden snake, they're like, fine. But uh, fast forward a few days later, I get a call from a friend who lives in the building, and she's like, Oh, yeah, um, that snake found out someone um, pretty much murked it, took care of it, and oh knocked God. it out. <laughs> yeah, and threw it out the, um, I guess, the door. So I'm like, okay, well, R.I.P. that snake. Yeah, rest but, in peace, snake. Yeah, but also, you know, now we have kept the peace in the building, which is, you know, a big part of my job as an RA, so. You got to be a peacekeeper. Yes, exactly, definitely, yeah. So, um, you started college during the uh, COVID semester, right? Mm, yes, that's correct. Or like the COVID year, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, how, how does it feel being back to semi-normal, at least? You graduated mm. high school during COVID, too, uh-huh. right? Yes, I did. Ooh. So, it's just been mm. yeah, that was difficult. Yeah, definitely. I guess, you know, high school ended on a very interesting note. Um, it was middle of March. Spring break started. Never ended? And never ended. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I had, I don't really remember much academically about my senior year, honestly, because of that. Um, all my finals were canceled, which was great, because I had an econ final, AP, uh, macro. If, if you if you have taken that class, well, if you have taken that class and done well, either your teacher was really good or you're just gifted, I'm convinced, because I struggled so much in that class. But um, anyways, yeah, uh, academically towards those last few months, I just studied for AP tests. Um, <laughs> one of them was actually my AP macro test, and I was taking it, and um, I couldn't submit my answer. I don't know if you heard about that happening, but a lot of people could, weren't able to submit their um, tests 
Yeah, I did. I did AP Lang during mm-hmm. that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was so annoyed. They had us the whole year. They were preparing us. We mm-hmm. have to write like five essays yeah. during this two-hour period. Mm-hmm. Awful. And then it's online. It's mm-hmm. forty-five minutes, and yeah. it's like one question. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yeah. Ah. Yeah. That's fun. Definitely. So. Mm. But yeah, I tried to submit that test. It would not submit, and I'm not gonna lie. Um, I I paid for that test, so yeah. I was like, it was kind of wasting my own money when they offered me to take it again. I was like, no, I just don't want to do that during the summer. I've I've had a pretty pretty rough few months. It's like, no, I'm not trying to do that. But anyways, um, fast forward to you know being in college, I was still kind of in that you know. I don't want to say lazy mindset, but you know the pandemic was kind of affecting me still. Yeah, it kind of it, yeah. it set me back. Yeah, you know, definitely more relaxed. Yeah, definitely. So you know, academically, my freshman year wasn't too, too bad at all. I got a few A's. I got like a three point five, and I'm still uh, getting that up still. But um, you know, not not too bad honestly. But um, when it came to, like motivation, being in class, you know, it was just kind of difficult. Uh, definitely was kind of hard to want to participate i mean fortunately i had a few classes i was really passionate about like um i had a gender and sexuality class my first year then i had um the um i forgot what the class was called um internet and politics my second year with professor campani very oh yeah i've had him before uh yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah he's a good teacher yeah for sure yeah and um so i took that class and those classes are i was passionate about so i was able it was a lot easier to participate but, um, you know, some of my classes, like my math class freshman year, that was so boring. Uh, I definitely grinded, you know, I still got an A in that class, but, you know, yeah. it was, <laughs> I feel like it was low-key the hardest A I worked for just because I was not interested in that class at all. It was, like, painful to was get it up Calc? every day. It was not. It was um, functions and it, this school's equivalent to college algebra. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah, I definitely took an easier one, I guess. But, you know. I'm not super mathematically inclined, so I decided to do that for myself. But uh, yeah, you know, it was definitely kind of hard getting back into the groove of things. But um, my second year, I mean, second semester rather, I definitely turned things around, got more motivated. Um, also took some more interesting classes, so that helped a lot as well. And, you know, now we're back to your original question, um, being in like, you know, the normal year, mm-hmm. um, or more so normal year rather. Um, I'm definitely more passionate about all my classes. Uh, it's a lot easier to focus just because I am in like the um, studious collegiate environment, you know, and I'm around people who are like working actively and I can see them working and a client kind of influences me to work if I'm slacking off or something like that. So, you know, seeing that happen and seeing just people on campus moving and caring about school again is like, you know, really nice to see definitely. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a tone shift from last semester or the last two semesters, but it's really, like I said, amazing to see. Oh yeah, no, I I was here last semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was my first semester here, mm-hmm. and it was all online. Yeah. So being here is insane. Yeah, like it's definitely. completely different. Sure. Um, so would you say the classes are harder or easier in person? Ooh, that's a really good question. Because hmm. I've heard a lot of people yeah. saying like, you, you you were talking about it earlier with mm. the ACB or yeah. a, ABC where um mm. you could just like go into a Zoom call and yeah. mute yourself and mm. take off your camera and then just, like, chillax. Mm. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's what I heard a lot of people were doing with their classes and stuff. That, that is true, definitely, <laughs> yeah. You know, I 
at first, I kind of see more of like the value to my classes now, just because like I can see you know, where tuition money is headed. Yeah. I feel like there's just more you can do when you're in person. And I appreciate that, and I appreciate professors working with us with that. So yeah, I'd say classes are actually easier, personally. Mm -hmm. That's just because if I'm to like not study one day, I am going to be kind of held, held accountable if I'm like randomly called on. Mm -hmm. So I think that definitely influences me to want to you know, study, do homework a lot more than last semester. Not to say I wasn't doing it last semester, but <laughs> it um, it's definitely, you know, I want one well, of my professors to know that I do care about, you know, the coursework and stuff. So I'm definitely more likely to put in more effort towards that. So because of that, I'd say it's easier um, in terms of like participating, but um, I'm definitely realizing how rigorous the coursework can get. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, I am focusing more so on it. Like I have a good, I want to say 100 to 150 pages of um, reading I do about a week with yeah. um, schoolwork, yeah. And you're a political science, Yeah, political right? science, yeah. Do you have a minor? Oh, yeah, my minor is media studies, yeah. Media. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, that... Um, it's a lot of, of reading. That is a lot of reading, yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot more critical theory than I thought um, yeah. in media studies, yeah. So that is a decent amount of reading for sure. But, um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I've been doing. I think that's been making school easier. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you started college in the COVID year. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the most difficult thing about that? Like, mm -hmm. was it the social aspect, academic? Okay, that's a really good question. So I would say a lot of things definitely were difficult due to COVID, like including academic and social. But more specifically, I would say I kind of missed that connection with my professors last mm -hmm. semesters, those last semesters. Um, that's a big reason why I chose to use because of the small, you know, environment, small classes yeah. and the culture that comes with that. And I was totally, you know, I guess expecting when I decided, I think early March um, of my senior year, yeah, I'm going to TU. Mm -hmm. um, I was expecting, you know, to be able to introduce myself to professors, you know, be, I guess, that teacher's pet, you know. Yeah. And um, that didn't work out exactly how it was. <laughs> I, I mean, exactly how I anticipated it to. But um, I definitely, having that barrier of the laptop definitely made things a lot harder. And um, I'm happy we kind of are getting that back, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, majoring in political science. Yes. Um, I find that really interesting. Mm -hmm. I find that a very interesting topic. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, what about that field interests you most? Ooh, that's a really good question. So you, you've been hitting the good questions recently, definitely. I try my yeah. best. I try my best. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have, I guess, poli-sci, you know, I'm definitely into the, um, you know, I guess social justice stuff, definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, I always get called a social justice warrior as a joke, but <laughs> I'm definitely pretty passionate about that, you know, as a black bisexual person, naturally, when it comes to social politics, I have, you know, kind of been more, I guess, uh, immersed is the word I'm looking for. Like an activist. Yeah. Property yeah. Yourself. Into yeah. that environment, definitely. And, you know, I have, you know, some, I don't want to say activists in my family, but, uh, you know, my grandfather, he, um, he's about 83 now, 86 or something. Mm. And he definitely kind of started the trend in our family, you know, that we are going to be politically aware, at least when it comes to social politics. Mm. Um, I remember a while back, he, uh, Martin Luther King was having a march in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Yes, and uh, my grandfather, he was there for one of those marches there. And um, I think that kind of started the trend for my family. My dad, he's actually a pastor, but mm -hmm. um, 
he, uh, I believe he majored in political science in um, high school, I mean, not high school, sorry, um, college. And he's kind of been on that track as well, you know, being socially aware. Uh, my mom's a um, social worker. Hmm. So, you know, she definitely sees some of the injustices that are, um, you know, that were kind of okay within our society. And she sees yeah. um, how that affects people that she cares about, um, her clients, for example. Um, and then I think that kind of made me to the person I am today, just seeing the work that my parents do. Um, and that's definitely made me into the person I am today, like when it comes to my interest in political science. So that's the, um, I think the social aspect interests me, interests me the most. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely kind of dabbling in the fiscal aspect a little bit, you know, learning about fiscal policy. That's definitely a more, uh, I guess, one of the more complex topics of poli-sci, but mm -hmm. it's still very interesting. And I'm, I definitely like challenging myself with that course material specifically. Yeah, no, the, that, the political science, that was, mm. I was considering that as my yeah. major for a while. Mm. Um, my, my, similar to you, my, mm. my grandpa, he went, I think he was in the March on Washington. Oh, okay. Um, or he was mm. something similar to that. I know mm. he was very involved in the anti-Vietnam mm. movement and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and then my, my dad majored in political science as oh, well. Oh, there so, you go. Nice, yeah. Um, and my mom's a school teacher. Oh, so, there you go, yeah. you know, it's just mm. a long line of yeah. people who are really involved in the community. And that's, I want to I do something similar to that. Yeah. Hey, what do you think you, uh, what, do you what, what, I, what field do you want to go into after college? Ooh, okay. So um, I have an idea what I want to do with my poli-sci degree. You know, one thing I like about the poli-sci degree, uh, especially here at TU, is that it is pretty versatile, but it's yeah. not too versatile or not or in other words not too general mm -hmm. um with that being said i'm looking at a few paths to take i guess the most uh i guess most conventional path or maybe the more obvious path people take with a poli-sci degree is taking some form of um, graduate school like law school law school yeah yeah or um, getting a master's in poli-sci mm -hmm. um so that's one route i'm definitely thinking about but another path that may be less conventional is working in the pr world mm -hmm. um or public relations um you know, we live in a world where people are definitely being held accountable for what they say. Yeah. And um, sometimes people don't take that too well. But I think, you know, the PR industry um, is very important when it comes to things like that. You know, helping people learn how to talk to other people appropriately, you know, reduce conflict, damage control, things like that. And I find that, you know, very interesting. Um, I think it's a career path that's definitely often overlooked. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it's a path that I would like to take, you know, my, that would um, best help me to help other people. Yeah. And, um, you know, help properly convey, you know, a person's message or a company's message to um, their audience properly. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about companies hiring more PR mm. people yeah. in the mm. political science realm yeah. or, like, English realm mm. because there's not, really, there's not really a degree in mm. PR, you That's know? That's true, yeah. It's a... Mm. And... It's a, it's a it's a hard job definitely, yeah. um, especially with some companies, mm. and I feel like doing PR could, mm. especially with your degree, you could not only word their message better, but like change the company, yeah. like culture as a whole. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, yeah that's that's the route that I kind of want to take if I do do PR. You know, try my best to put my best influences, um, you know, towards companies and help make them better or you know maybe even people things like that yeah 
And so, what uh, what other uh, organizations were you involved in? I feel like we're missing one. Um, let's think. So we had Lamb Chi Alpha, ABC. Um, oh, I, uh, TUTV. Oh yeah, TUTV. Yeah. 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 You're my boss. <laughs> yeah, I guess technically so, to some degree, I guess. So yeah. tell me a little bit about that because mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that. Obviously. Yeah. So um, I was uh, I guess approached this summer by uh, Justin Rollins. Our leader for TUTV, he leads our TUTV leadership. Yes, yeah, so he's, he's he's the Studio One Fifty One boss yeah, as well. So. Oh yeah, no, he has a he has a lot of overlap between the two um, organizations, definitely. But um, he approached me this summer. Uh, he was saying that a lot of the seniors that I um, worked with last uh, semester. Were um, you an anchor? Yeah, I was anchor last semester. Yeah, uh, they he said that they uh, thought really highly of me, um, and before uh, they graduated, they wanted to um, let Justin know that. Um, they would be comfortable extending the position of producer towards me, especially since they're, they're graduating and we have some of the upperclassmen, you know, switch to new positions and things yeah. like that. So um, I was extended that offer. I thought about it for about a week or two. Um, I asked about all the responsibilities that I would, um, you know, have to cover, like writing news stories, for example. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I then, excuse me, sorry. I then took that offer. Um, and I've been enjoying the job ever since. Definitely. It's a lot of fun for sure. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I write news stories, um, make sure the anchors, um, get their news stories. Um, and you know, I guess know how to pronounce certain names (laughs) or words occasionally. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I do. Definitely. Yeah. And then also I'm responsible for, um, occasional TUTV packages. I believe it's about three three a semester. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on one right now, actually. Like video packages? Yeah, video packages. Yeah, yeah. So the video packages, you know, that's, um, it can be really anything, honestly. Um, Street Bits has been a one, you know, consistent package we've been having. Which, we just, what Street Bits? Uh, yeah, so it's pretty much, um, you get someone, they're going to interview people on the street or like an event or something, like, for example, football game is later today. That would mm-hmm. be a great opportunity. I already have some footage, so I won't be recording today. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, like whenever there's something going on on campus, um, that is a great opportunity to record and, you know, just pretty much interview people on the street, um, ask them what they're doing at this um, fair, like, for example, the activities fair. That was one Street Bits um, thing we did um, one year, and we pretty much interview people, see how they're enjoying the um, events, and uh, we edit that into a neat little package. Yeah, I, 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 I really like what... TUTV is mm. doing it's oh, really yeah. it's a lot of fun to be a part of mm-hmm. um, even just as an anchor which isn't a very mm-hmm. time committing uh, role how much how much time do you think you spend a week on news okay I would say Sorry. news specifically probably about two and a half to three hours a week just writing and finding stories and editing yeah um, and getting the proof read by Wes and then mm-hmm. editing again so yeah it's uh, not too much of a time commitment if you like separate it throughout the week. Yeah. But you know, this past week, I'll I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> I definitely wrote my stories last minute, and it was about a good two hours of just writing straight, uh, and editing and getting it sit in, and then editing again. So yeah, definitely. If you if anyone listening to this does become um, a news producer or producer of any kind, definitely don't wait till the last minute. Yeah. yeah. Don't wait till the mass, last mm-hmm. minute on anything. Yeah. Also, yeah. Honestly, anything. papers absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. I know, I know so many people in my classes that mm-hmm. will literally write the essay oh. in the class oh. right before it's due. That is not. Yeah. 
I haven't done that yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, occasionally, you know, it was supposed to be super involved in campus and occasionally it's just literally you have no time, but that time then to get it done. But if you do have time, you know, to stretch out your projects, I 100% recommend doing that. Yeah, no, I, I always start everything as soon as I can. There you go. Um, so, yeah, Jono, yeah. Um, give us your final thoughts on this pizza. Ooh, and you didn't, try, it with, try it with some honey. Okay, I'm going to try it with some honey. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let me do that really quickly. Ooh, that's a lot of honey, man. That is. Here, let me just give you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let us try. Oh, wow. I told you. Oh, wow. That is not bad. Here, I got a little honey on my finger. I mean, that always happens. That but. does happen. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad at all. It's interesting. Wow. Uh, that's a very interesting flavor. The one at Hideaway, the, the banana peppers really mm. sets it off. Mm. Okay. Oh, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I believe that. Yeah. that it makes it really, really good. But yeah, final thoughts on the pizza? See, I would say the flavor definitely stayed consistent throughout the episode. Um, and it was a solid 8 out of 10 until I put the honey on. Then it became about a 9 out of 10. So, I told you. Yeah. I told you. Mm. I, I haven't met anyone who... Mm doesn't like honey on pizza most because really? mm. when i i used to work at hideaway and mm, okay. the pizza came out mm. while i was working there mm. and i was like this isn't right yeah, exactly. it's not gonna work yeah. but uh everyone thinks that at first and they're like oh honey yeah so no okay. it's wonderful yeah i had i mean this is definitely one like you know i love andalines like i said i have um there was this one pizza i tried it's like a pasta pizza very interesting. So instead of cheese, just pasta. And it was on the bread. That just sounds like spaghetti it with like extra steps. However, pepperonis on top. It's very good. Oh, and pepperonis on top? Oh, yeah. Wow. It was beautiful. Like, it looked beautiful, too. Uh, it's, I forgot where I had it. Somewhere in Florida. It was like a themed restaurant, and I forgot what it was called. It was, I love that restaurant, too. Um, have you been to a Planet Hollywood before? No, I haven't. Ah, uh, okay. Well, if anyone listening to the podcast has been to Planet Hollywood, it looked like that. Like, <laughs> there were, there was um, movies playing in the background, like a projection screen, all of, like multiple projection screens all throughout the restaurant, and like different movies playing. Uh, honestly, that whole place is a vibe, truly. But, yeah, that was, that was some really good pizza, definitely. So that's, that's what I've been using, I guess, as reference for, uh, you know, is rating. Is the best pizza? Yeah, as rating mm. the pizzas, yeah. But, it's pretty up there, as you can tell, yeah. yeah. So, pepperoni andalinis, you can never go wrong. Pepperoni andalinis, absolutely. So, all right, Jono, thank you for coming on Between yeah. Two Slices. No problem. And uh, thank everyone listening mm. for tuning in. Next week, I'm having on Sam Moody, who is uh, Jono's boss. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's the director of TUTV. We're going to talk about all things Media Lab um, and Homecoming next week. Oh, yeah. So is next week. Or is it this week? No, it's next week. Today? Oh, today's Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, oh, my days are, like, working together. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That is next week, yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. See you guys.